Welcome to this episode of the Complete Cricket Podcast. We've decided to analyse England's basketball approach because we've seen it for around 10 tests now and we've seen the highs and the lows, which aren't very low considering you know England had had a horrible run in test cricket before that. So we've, we've really decided to, to look at the, the fundamentals of the approach in a lot of detail and, and to look at you know how England play you know and answer some you know key questions like things like you know it, is it is it test cricket still you know some people have been doubting thinking that England's approach is like a T20 style we'll look at you know the fact that will it make test cricket more interesting are there more results uh, and then we'll also look at the bowling side of things as well with the basketball approach you know how aggressive England have been bowling and um, looking at run rates at you know runs that they've been conceding recently we'll be looking at things like that so basically this episode will be for us to get a real understanding of how basketball has been working. And we'll also, at the very end, actually answer, we'll discuss whether uh, we think that basketball will work against Australia in the Ashes 2023 at home, so in England. Uh, that'll be the, the end of the episode, so stay tuned to listen to that and hear our verdict on whether you know England can beat, uh, beat Australia in the Ashes uh, and you know finally regain the Ashes. So let's get started. We are going to start with England's batting style because that is the the key headline of you know it, the way England have been playing recently. It's the fact that they are scoring runs, they're scoring them very quickly. Recently, they scored I think six hundred fifty seven at a, a, a run rate of more than six, which is pretty much unprecedented in Test cricket. Uh, they recently broke the record for the most amount of runs scored in the first session of a Test. I think they scored one hundred eighty three in like thirty overs or something like that. So. Uh, you know the records have been tumbling. England have been batting well. They you know, let's let's strip this down to bare basics. What are the key fundamentals to England's basketball approach of batting? Yes, yeah, so I guess you know it's obviously attacking approach as everyone knows. I mean, I guess really the key fundamentals would be you know all the batsmen they want to trust their own ability. I mean, these days we see, especially in England, we've seen. Lots of um, young up and coming talent that they want to you know, showcase what they can do. Um, so yeah, one of the key fundamentals would be you know, trusting their own ability and to execute their shots. You know, Ben Stokes has really shown that. Um, you know, all, all the batsmen really have, have really just not not been scared to show off what they can do and play some big shots. And then you know the other the other fundamental, I guess, would probably be that uh, the new, the new approach has shown that. You know, instead of just leaving anything that's not on your stumps, for example, or or defending everything, anything that's not maybe a beauty beauty of a ball, they they're gonna go after it, or they're gonna at least try and get you know ones or twos, even if it's a good ball. So I think you know those are probably the key fundamentals of this new approach. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's not even the fact that they're you know going after. I think it's just the fact that unless it's gonna you know clearly get them out, or it's a clearly a risk. Uh, England will try and score some sort of run off it, you know, whether it's one run or whether it's two, whether it's four, whether it's six, you know, for them, it doesn't matter. It's all about being positive and, you know, keeping that intent so that you're putting pressure back on the bowler because, you know, six singles in and over is the same thing as hitting a six and then hitting in five dots. But the benefit of scoring six singles is that the bowler is going to be slightly unsettled because they have no way of stemming the flow of runs, at least with a, a six and five dots that, uh, you know, there hasn't that the bowler managed to regain control of the over. So I think you know that that's something that's really key in England's uh, approach. And and in terms of like trusting your own ability, you know, do you think Zay that in previously in Test cricket, uh, England focusing on England teams, especially the one under Joe Root in twenty twenty one, where they, I think they won only two out of eleven Tests or something along the lines of that. Do, do you think that 
the England batsmen didn't, you know, they went into their shells. Did they, you know, before Baswell, were they like, you know, limiting, they, they, were, they themselves were limiting the the amount of ability and talent they could show and they could uh, display in terms of, you know, run scoring? Yeah, I mean, I guess um, classic test cricket, you know, Pakistan played played that sort of test cricket um, in, in the couple of games. I mean, I guess classic test cricket is where you, you don't just go after everything you play much more control cricket and you take your time and you use that those five days are available to you to to bat um i guess that's what england were trying to do before and they were con- consistently failing and you know i mean obviously they weren't always failing but you know it, it was a little period where they just couldn't do it and they were just getting done by everything and i think really it's it i think a lot of the batsmen it's just not their sort of class uh, their sort of um natural approach I think really that it's, it's, I'm going to bring up someone like Zach Crawley. He went through a little period um, where he was really struggling. I mean, he scored the double hundred against Pakistan uh, many years back now, and then he just he was re- really falling behind. He just couldn't really get back to his best, and I think that was really because his I'd say his natural approach to batting is more you know show show his t- show to showcase his talent and not just try and be the classic test play play classic test cricket where they just leave everything or block everything and when they eventually get out it's more you know have a go you know play some shots and play a, a showcase your talent you know hit everything that 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 isn't you know an absolute beauty or you know have try and get some runs every ball so i think that's really what suits a lot of the england batsmen much more and therefore i think you know that that's um i think just as a team this new basketball approach suits them more, which is why um, you know, before they weren't exactly, I wouldn't say they were in a nutshell, it's just not their sort of natural way of batting. Yeah, I, I think you're right, but obviously there are two distinct styles of playing. There's the one that England are playing and there's the other style, which we've quite, you know, we've simplified it, right? We It's not just defending and leaving. There's obviously, you know, some really excellent quality of shots, but the fact is, is that the amount of risk that batsmen are willing to take is a lot less in the second approach because they know they have five days and they and you know and it's a fact that you've got time why do I need to you know chuck my wicket away so Zay do you think that the way that you know England have been playing now you know the way that they've been scoring you know a, a run rate that you could easily score in a T20 uh, if you're having a slightly bad day or if you're even an ODI if you're having a very good day would you say that England's approach is, you know, would you classify the way they bat as slogging and, you know, untest-like batting? Or do you think, yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, I wouldn't call it slogging at all, really. I mean, I think it's, is I'd say it's, I would compare it to sort of like ODI cricket, but they have more time. Because, I mean, in fact, they're kind of, they're kind of really, they're going around, what, six, six runs and over, six, they're aiming for six plus runs and over here. So, you know, that's around the, the modern day ODI cricket, I guess. 50 overs, you know, they want to push for 300. So I, I, I'd say it's not slogging. It's more sort of just attack anything that's, um, just, just attack anything that's not going to immediately get you out. Um, I mean, I think I'd, I'd say it's more taking up the opportunity of, you know, what they have ready for them, you know, because, I guess, you know, as, as you mentioned, I, I, I kind of simplify you know, what classic test cricket really is. It's more, I guess, not really just blocking and leaving. It's more kind of, you know, using using that time that you have and not throwing your wicket away. So the, so the risk is much lower. But 
I wouldn't say this is more slogging. I think it's more taking some more risk, but not in a way that's going to sort of make make sure you eventually are going to get out. Doesn't matter what you do. It's more you know you could be batting for ages playing basketball um, because it's not it's not playing it's not bad batting at all. It's it's more hitting. Um, it's more stri- trying to look for you know, runs every ball. Um, or, or unless you know it's a really, it's an absolute beauty, so I wouldn't say it's slogging at all. It's more sort of an I would compare it to ODI cricket, and just look trying to be more active. You know, sort of trying to get the fielders, the bowlers under pressure, make them thinking, get get them thinking. You know, every over every ball. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's quite um a, a mental thing as well. You know, do you, because obviously. By scoring at six and over, you are putting you know immediate pressure on the bowler. If you score at six and over, ten of a, a specific bowler's overs, or if you hit a, a bowler for fifteen in an over, you know that's immediately putting pressure. And it, it gets them off their rhythm. It makes them try different things, and you know that could lead to more run scoring. So it's quite like a it becomes a, a cycle for for the batting team if they just keep applying pressure. And I think you know it's worked for England as well, and it's really it's it's quite contrary to what we've seen from England, you know, in the last couple of you know, the the year before, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty. It's quite contrary to that, and and I think that um yeah, and I think it's it's really working in terms of risk. You mentioned you know that they're that they're taking op- England taking opportunity of you know scoring rather than you know leaving those out because in the end, if they do leave a ball and if it, if it could have been hit for you know two, that is two runs lost in the end, and previously. You know, teams haven't thought about it like that. But if you do think about it like that, then you can. It really makes you want to score more runs. So, do you think there is how much real risk is there? You know, England playing this way. You know, this style. Do you think that if they play their shots right, is is there real? Is there really that much risk? As as people, as some people might say, you know, is there? Are you actually throwing your wicket away, or you know, or is is there actually quite minimal risk? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, if you're playing any shot, there's always some sort of risk. I mean, it obviously be if there's a short and wide ball and you just calmly cut that for four or two, for example. That's obviously, you know, there's barely any risk there. But there's always that, you know, you might accidentally just hit it straight to the fielder or you could just edge it um, uh, to, to the keeper. So there's always that slight risk. But, you know, I guess there's not a really... That huge risk. You know, if we if you just take that cut shot, for example, you know, in previous... Um, I mean, even in the classic test cricket, they might still try and cut that. But let's just say they do leave it you know, in case you know maybe there's some some cracks in the pitch and there might be some movement uh, off off the deck. So uh, let's say they leave that. Um, but this new this new approach would show that you know, let, let's have a go at it because I mean we've got ten wickets. So even if it is even if there is a wicket on that ball. Um, it's it's a very little chance because you know it's, a, it's, it's there's nowhere near your stumps. You're not really going to um, you're not really going to hit it straight in the air, uh, straight to the fielder. So it's minimal chance. But um, but yeah, the, the new basketball would suggest you know have a go at it and get some runs. Don't just waste those balls um, that could get you runs um, and that that should be hit. So I think that there's always that little bit of risk. But you know with new basketball, it, it's much more minimal. Um, but obviously, you know, there'd be a little bit more risk than classic Test cricket. You know, but I think that um, that there'd be you know, much less risk, and therefore, you know, I, I, I really like this new approach. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think that it it works, and it's and it's comfortable. You know, England become comfortable with it. It's not as if they're forcing you know, to try and score the run rate when they're 
you know, when they can't or in a tough situation, when they are in a tough situation, they are, um, you know, soaking up the pressure and then trying to score. I think that's been, um, you know, really well shown by uh, uh, today's, um, you know, play in the second test uh, uh, against Pakistan. Um, you know, Harry Brook initially was struggling to to find rhythm and then, you know, he was dotting up quite a bit. And then as, as he, you know, got used to the conditions, he really, he went on and then he scored a century. And I think that's, that's showing how England aren't just all about, you know, hitting it for six or hitting, you know, four consecutive boundaries or just generally, you know, trying to slog every ball. It's it's more about, you know, being able to make opportunities when there are opportunities. It, it, do you think that, see, while this is all going on in England, um, sorry, in Pakistan, uh, we actually have Australia-West Indies, another test series going on at the same time in Australia. And Australia themselves, you know, scored some, you know, 500 and something declared uh, and then they also uh, are like a, stri- uh, a run rate of around four to five. And then he scored the second inning, scored like 200 at a, uh, um, a, a run rate of higher than six. Do you think that England are the only team who are like, you know, revolutionizing using this approach? Or do you think this approach might have been creeping into test cricket, you know, before before England, you know, really publicized and used this approach? Yeah, the Australia-West Indies match was quite interesting because Australia... As you said, you know, 500 and whatever it was, they they scored. And I think, you know, I guess this new basketball, it is slowly you know, sort of making its way into test cricket as something that not just England are doing, that maybe other teams want to have a try and, and, and have a go and see how that goes. Because I guess the main theory behind basketball is that, you know, wickets are, to be fair, wickets are really inevitable cricket because they're bound to happen. You know, there's no way you can play classic test cricket and you're going to end up being 400 for none in two days, for example. You're always going to lose some wickets at least. So, I mean, I guess wickets will be inevitable regardless of the the approach that batter takes. And therefore, you know, basketball suggests, you know, have a go at hitting some hits that hit the ball harder, you know, get some more runs or just be busy at the crease. Um, and, and, you know, because wickets are going to happen anyway. So let's just try and make the most of what, what they've got. So I guess that might be a reason why, you know, it's slowly making its way into test cricket. And, you know, Australia started using it a little bit. Now, I, I reckon a lot of teams are going to start using it. I mean, in, in, in India, for example, in T20 cricket, you know, they, they, um, they in, in the power play, they want to really attack. If that that's their new style style of playing. Okay, they haven't used it all the time, but you know it, it it's a new style that they have, they've introduced in T Twenty cricket. I think that um, you know the more attacking style basketball and Test cricket, it, it it's slowly creeping into the into the game, and it it it, it will because the theory behind that is I don't see an issue with it. You know, it, it makes sense because wickets are inevitable, so there's there's nothing you can really do. So basketball, you know, it makes sense. So I think you know. In the next few years, basketball will make a huge statement into Test cricket. Yeah, I think, I think that I think that's right. And then you know we, we spoke about Australia win West Indies just slightly, but in that Test, uh, Australia bowled West Indies out for like something along the lines of 70, 77, I think it was. And I think that 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 sort of is is a highlight of you know, it's, it's very similar to England's bowling approach in terms of they're also bowling very attackingly. You know, they're trying to take wickets from ball one rather than even if England score, you know, something, you know, very small, like if England score 200, for example, in their first innings, and then when they're bowling against Pakistan, they're not bowling defensively and they're not, you know, trying to get Pakistan to score at one run and over for the first 20 overs because it, I think they realise that 
there is a lot of time. So in the end, we want to take wickets as quick as possible, you know, to, to, to get back to batting and then score more runs. But something I've noticed, and uh, I, I'm I'm not sure if you'll agree with me with this, but um, you know, in, uh, England when bowling have conceded more runs per over in general uh, under Ben Stokes' captaincy than they did under Joe Root's captaincy. You know, firstly, why why do you think this is happening? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting question because I guess it, it could be a result of that you know, bowlers might be feeling a little bit more calm now, a bit more complacent because, you know, England's batting is looking much stronger than it was before. Whereas, you know, if we look back last year in the Ashes, it was looking much weaker and therefore the bowlers had much more pressure on them and, you know, they would have been going much harder and, you know, uh, that, that and then you know even then the bowling wasn't great, but you know now I wouldn't say the bowling is bad. It, they they have leaked a few more runs, but I would I could I could say that you know that that could be a result of um, you know, the bowlers getting a little bit more complacent um, or get getting become a bit more calm because you know the batsmen are doing a great job of scoring runs. I mean it could also be the sort of plans that they that they um, have tried to implement, sort of um, maybe they, they've been looking to attack the stumps a bit more. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of batsmen, the classical test cricket again, you know, drive the ball, cover drive, straight drives, and therefore that could be another reason. But I would say, you know, a, a reason could be, it could be a result of the new basketball style in batting. And therefore, you know, bowlers are getting a little bit more complacent or... or Maybe it could be that the plans that they're choosing. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for me, I feel like you know the first test in England versus Pakistan was is a good example just to to compare and have a look at. I think it's um, you know, England scored six hundred fifty seven, then Pakistan scored five hundred seventy nine. Both teams only scored big runs because it was a flat pitch. Even even regardless of the quality of the bowling, you know, Pakistan scored in a loads a lot more overs than um, uh, than England did. Uh, but then, um, but they both scored a similar amount of runs. And then second innings, England scored two sixty four for seven declared. So it's, it's a declare. And then you know Pakistan was set three forty three, but bowled all out for two six eight. It's Pakistan's second innings that's interesting for me because it shows you know I think I don't think England are becoming complacent because as you can see you know there's been some even in the second test been some really good wickets. Same with the first test. You know proper you know really good bowling. I think it's more the fact that. You know, I, I think it's the fact that they're willing to try things that previous, you know, bowling attacks in different, you know, eras would never have tried. You know, short, you know, consistently going for that short ball, you know, trying to, um, you know, get some sort of glove on it to the keeper or something to, you know, to a short leg, for example. And and I think that that obviously, you know, it, it's it's quite a risky thing because if the batsman, you know, if it's slightly off and slightly too less short or too or too short, you know, the, the batsman can get bat on it and he can go for four quite easily. So. I think it's just the fact that they are being more aggressive. They're willing to concede runs to take a wicket because a wicket is more valuable than uh, conceding less runs pretty much in, in most cases in test cricket. So I think that's that's quite interesting. But then, Zay, would you say that, that you know, the fact that they are conceding more runs, you know, going at three, four runs per over, uh, typically in, you know, against Pakistan, do you think that's a bad thing? Do you think that, you know, it's short, uh, short term, do you think that's, detrimental to the way England are playing and do you think it could bite back uh, bite back at them well I mean again it's it, it's 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 a risk just like the, the batting is going you know both both 
the book department batting and bowling, you know, that they want to be more aggressive. So that could be why, you know, they're, they're conceding more runs. But I wouldn't say that's really a, a huge problem because, as you mentioned, if they're doing that because they want to get wickets, so I guess um, if they are conceding a few more runs than they would have liked, they're still taking those wickets. And the other thing I'm, I was quite interested in is that, I mean, if we take that same match, the first test, um, you know, in- England tried out a couple of different things with the bowling. I mean, for example, in the first innings, Anson opened the bowling and you know, he did bowl as usual. Um, and he opened the bowling with Ollie Robinson. And then the second innings, um, he, he didn't open the bowling, Anderson. He went, he bowled first change, um, with Leach second change, and then Stokes opened bowling with Robinson. So I guess it shows the sort of variety that England have, the depth in their bowling attack, um, that they can try, try out different approaches to try and get those results. And they're not scared to give away a few more runs to take those wickets. So, you know, I think it, it, it's not a huge problem. Um, I mean, they're obviously much better in the second innings in terms of bowling. Um, and, you know, Anderson took, took some wickets, Robinson took some wickets. So I think, you know, there's there's a lot of depth in that bowling attack that they can afford to have your, your, your most, possibly the best ever swing bowler, you know, bowling in first at first change. So, you know, I guess that just shows you know, the amount of depth that England have in bowling and batting, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a huge problem. It's more you know, that they want to get those wickets quickly and they're not scared to give away a few more runs for it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that, um, you know, as long as they keep winning, that's really what matters. So the last thing is, I did mention this before, but, you know, we have uh, England are playing Australia in a 2023 Ashes at home. So in English conditions. You know, so far, you know, England's uh, basketball approach has worked against New Zealand. It's worked against South Africa. It's worked against India. Do you do you think, Zaid? Obviously, Australia are pretty much in a class of their own, considering how good their bowling and batting attack are. Both. Do you think that England, do you, with their approach, do you think they can combat Australia and uh, in their own, uh, you know, play in their own conditions and beat Australia, or or do you think that it could all go, you know, horribly wrong? Do you think? that it could backfire on uh, England, considering they're facing a team that's, you know, higher quality than the teams they've faced before? Well, I would say um, England would have to be careful because they're probably coming up against the, the, the possibly the world's best test team currently. I mean, they're in some marvellous form in bowling and batting. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, they bowled the West Indies out for, I think, 75, 76, something like that. And their batting is looking very good as well. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, having said that, I guess at the moment basketball has worked at home. When they played India, they they they, they played they, they basketball did work there. When they played New Zealand, it worked as well. And both the series were at, were at home, so it has been working at home so far. So I guess England at the moment will looking forward to those that actually they they will be confident. Um, but I guess you know. Um, if we, if I'm just going to take look at that Australia West Indies game quickly, if we look back at 2019, the Ashes, it was kind of like Ben Stokes for England and Steve Smith for Australia. Um, and in this Australia West Indies game, Steve Smith didn't fire, and um, well, he didn't really fire at all, to be fair. And Australia still managed to absolutely destroy. The West Indies, so you know that just shows how strong the Australian batting line really is. So I guess uh, England's bowling would would have a huge role to play 
um, you know, firstly to back up their new batting approach and also to try and overcome this absolutely wonderful uh, Australian batting lineup. So, you know, it, I think England will be confident at the moment, but, you know, they need to, you know, be careful when coming up against possibly the world's best test team currently. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's, um, I think, I think that's true. And I think that you have to be wary of it, of, of, of Australia's, of Australia's threat because they are, they're good in both batting and bowling. Looking at England though, you know, this would be the last thing in this episode, but would you say if things go wrong, do you think it's their batting that's going to fail or do you think it's their bowling that's going to fail? Yeah, there's one thing I would go with. I'd say probably batting because it's, I mean, we, we have sort of concluded that it, the new baseball approach you know, has a little bit of risk, but it's not actually that much. You know, it's not a huge risk. Um, you know, it, it, it has minimal risk, but you know, there is a little bit of risk there. So, uh, having said that, I, I still say it would if there's something was to fail, it would be their batting, just because you know baseball it, it's worked so far, but they have to be careful. You know? I mean, they they have I think a couple series before the Ashes next year. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they go in that. I mean, they, they would probably have to do well to, you know, have enough confidence to play in the, uh, to play well in the Ashes. But I think also considering that the Australian bowling attack is really strong. So, you know, they, they would obviously have to be careful with this uh, attacking approach. So, yeah, I, I would probably, if I was going to pick out one thing, it would probably be uh, batting for me. Yeah, I think the key reason why you're right as well is that, the fact that this is English conditions, the ball is swinging. This is perfect for Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad. You know, even Mark, Mark Wood has, you know, lateral um, seam movement as well, you know, which he can uh, harness. Uh, Ollie Robinson, you know, you've got likes of people even, you know, there there is something in it for everyone. And I think that, you know, that means that the bowlers, even if they don't bowl at their best, they'll have, there's going to be something for every bowlers. Whereas the batsmen, that just makes their lives a lot more difficult going against the Australian bowling attack, which is, I think, the best bowling attack in the world. Uh, it's going to be tough. It really is going to be tough. But yeah, to, to our listeners, um, you know, I'm gonna. Uh, uh, there's going to be a poll. Um, that's going to be if you're listening on Spotify, you'll be able to access. And uh, the poll will give you an option to say whether you think uh, that uh, Austra- uh, England will beat uh, Australia uh, in the 2023 Ashes or not. Uh, if you are listening on Spotify, please do fill in that poll. Uh, hopefully. It, by the end of this England Pakistan series, so that'll be around Christmas time, we can uh, share the um, the results of that poll and see what you guys think. You know about whether England can uh, defeat uh, Australia, uh, and I'm I'm glad to I'm hope, hopefully glad to say that they they will continue this basketball approach against every team, regardless of how good they are, because it is working and it shows a side of England England Test cricket that we haven't ever seen before, and I think that's what makes it even more. Uh, amazing and that's what makes it even more threatening towards uh, uh, teams that we face teams that we haven't faced with this approach yet so yeah, that's the end of this episode as I did say uh, please if you're listening on Spotify uh, go on to uh, Spotify and uh, try filling this poll uh, and um, yeah we'll see see what happens in the rest of the England Pakistan series <laughs>